Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day, whom you will serve. But that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're starting a brand new series today. I call it the blessing of the Lord, dot, dot, dot. That's because there's some more parts to that saying. It's the blessing of the Lord, dot, dot, dot. Are you ready? Well, get your Bibles out. If you don't have one with you, I'll just read the scriptures to you. Out of Proverbs 10, chapter 22, it says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. I could say it this way. The blessing of the Lord, dot, 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 makes one rich. And the sentence is completed saying, and he adds no sorrow with it. The Hebrew word blessing is barak, B-A-R-A-K. And basically, this word suggests the state of prosperity or happiness that comes when a superior bestows his favor or blessing on someone. It also says in most passages, the one bestowing the favor is God himself. Now, I like that. I want God's blessing. And the blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. I know a lot of people who are rich, they're full of sorrow, but that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the rich, that's a blessing. How about you? Well, is this talking about money, or is it just talking about well-being, or is it just talking about being saved? Let's take our time and see what God's trying to tell us here. Proverbs 10.22 in the Message Bible says this, God's blessing makes life rich, and nothing we can do can improve on God. (laughs) Wow. So it means this blessing is not a part of what we do. It's just what we receive as a gift from him. Proverbs 10.22 in the Amplified says, The blessing of the Lord, it makes truly rich, and he adds no sorrow with it, neither does toiling increase it. Well, that helps us to understand that we don't have to work harder or try harder Or get seven jobs and toil to increase this blessing. Because this blessing is from the Lord. Remember we read it. It says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. And he adds no sorrow with it. It's not a blessing we produce. It's something that he enables us to produce. Now that's powerful. Let's talk about that. In the Living Bible, Proverbs 10.22 is quoted as saying, The Lord's blessing is our greatest wealth. All our work adds nothing to it. Wow. You see, the blessing is actually the enablement to produce. Matter of fact, Deuteronomy 8.18 says, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. We could read it this way. For it is he who gives you the enablement to produce wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Wow. So this is part of a covenant. It's part of the covenant of Abraham. 
and that he gives us the ability to produce wealth to establish his covenant, which he swore to our fathers. Well, the original father was the father of our faith, Abraham. This proves that this blessing is a generational blessing. I don't want to deny Abraham from that blessing by not receiving what God has for me too. Deuteronomy 8.18 in the Message Bible says, Well, think again. Remember that God, your God, gave you the strength to produce all this wealth so as to confirm the covenant that he promised to your ancestors as it is today. It's an ancestral blessing from Abraham. And the blessing includes the strength to produce the wealth to confirm the covenant on earth which God swore to our ancestors. In the Living Bible, Deuteronomy 8.18 says, Always remember that it is the Lord your God who gives you power to become rich, and he does it to fulfill his promise to your ancestors. The promise was to Abraham, and he makes us rich or gives us the power to become rich to establish this covenant as a promise that he's given to Abraham. Wow, I don't want to rob that promise from Abraham. How about you? This blessing truly has to do with generations. It starts with the fathers all the way from our father Abraham. Genesis 17:5 says, No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I love that scripture. And we are the nation of Abraham. Genesis 18:17 through 19 says, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm doing? Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Remember that passage? This is the story when three angels appeared. One of them was the angel of the Lord. They appeared before Abraham and Sarah and prophesied that they would be the, the parents of many nations. And Abraham and Sarah, through hospitality, provided a meal for them. As they were walking off, again, the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm doing? Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Well, it's interesting, the angel of the Lord answers his own question and says, For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring Abraham what he has spoken to him. What did he not want to hide from Abraham? He didn't want to hide from Abraham about the coming destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, we live in a time just like then. Even the word Sodom is becoming very popular today. It's a sign of the times with homosexuality and sexual immorality of all different kinds. And before the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, the Lord knew he needed someone to be the keeper of the flame of God's word through that time that many nations could be blessed and prepared for the coming of the Lord in future generations. But the reason he chose to tell him is because it said he had known him. In other words, he knew him by experience in order that he may command his children and his household after him that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. Abraham would follow his instructions by training up his children and his household and preparing them for the way of the Lord and to keep the way of the Lord. And this would hold the flame of God's fire through the time of Sodom and Gomorrah and in generations to come to prepare everyone for the Lord. You and I are part of those generations. The reason we're here is because of the greatest evangelist that ever lived, and that was Abraham in what he did in his own home by commanding his children and his household after him 
that they keep the way of the Lord. That's how Abraham planted the seed of God's word in the hearts of his family, and it went through generation to generation to generation. Well, we know it went to Jacob because in Genesis chapter 28, verse 14, it says, also your descendants, and he's talking to Jacob, shall be as the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. And in you, he's speaking to Jacob, and in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That's very interesting. I thought it was all the nations of the earth. Now we're finding it's all the families of the earth by the seed, by the seed of God's word, by the seed that Abraham planted, the seed of the word that was transferred to his descendants by faith through his family from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob and now to you and I. And in Acts 3.25, Peter makes mention of this as he's preaching. He says, you are sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And as we mentioned in Genesis 18.18, it uses the word nations. But in Genesis 28.14, it uses the word families. You see, the blessing has to do with children and wealth. The blessing is generational. Why? Because it's all about families and nations. The inheritance comes from our father through the seed of the word. And it all started in the garden. Genesis 1.28 says, then God blessed them. There's the blessing. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. You see, this would take some resources to have dominion over the fish of the sea and all of the earth. And one very necessary resource would be wealth. Because the blessing is the enablement to produce children and wealth in order to take dominion and establish God's kingdom on the earth. You and I know that nothing just happens. Everything has its own cause and effect. Think about healing, prosperity, and wisdom. It just doesn't happen automatically. Not everybody's healed. Not everybody prospers. And not everybody has wisdom. There has to be a cause to bring that into play. Not everybody walks in the Spirit. We don't just walk in the Spirit automatically. There's a cause to it. And then there's faith and victory and salvation. In the baptism of the Holy Spirit, not everybody's saved. Not everybody's baptized in the Holy Spirit. You see, it's sowing and reaping. What we sow, we shall also reap. What we believe and speak, we shall also have. Proverbs 26.2 says, Like a flitting sparrow, like a flying swallow, so a curse without cause shall not alight. Even the curse has a cause before it comes. Proverbs 28.20 says, A faithful man will abound with blessings, but he who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. Well, I want to be a faithful man. I want to abound with blessings. You see, there's a part for us to play. Yes, it's a gift from God, but we have to believe. These signs follow those who believe. Not everybody will be saved, only those who believe. Not everybody gets healed, only those who believe. Not everybody gets filled with the Holy Spirit and speaks with other tongues. That's because these signs shall follow those who believe. There's always a cause and effect. Was Jesus rich? Well, think about this. Revelation chapter 5 verse 12 in speaking about Jesus says, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. That may offend some, but Jesus right now has much power and much riches and much wisdom, much strength and honor and glory and blessing. 
I believe it's God's will for us to prosper. Why? That we may establish God's kingdom on the earth and take dominion where we're supposed to. Deuteronomy 29.9 says, Therefore keep the words of this covenant, that's the covenant of blessing, and do them that you may prosper in all that you do. Who are the generations of Christ? Who does this generational blessing belong to? I remember when they told Jesus his family was outside and they wanted to see him. But he answered in Luke 8.21. He answered and said to them, My mother and my brothers are these who hear the word of God and do it. You see, John 14.15 says, If you love me, keep my commandments. There is always a cause and effect for the blessings. Yes, they're a free gift from God, but you still have to use your faith. We still have to believe God for them. Proverbs 10.12, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. Somebody would say, you're just preaching the prosperity gospel. Well, it's God's will that we prosper, that we may establish his covenant on the earth. But the blessing can only follow those who believe. That's why not every Christian is rich. It's a matter of what we believe and what we can receive. Stay tuned for more. We'll see you tomorrow. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.